0: Hello and welcome to the Heppaboo Podcast, where this may just be a one-woman show. Uh, today we're talking about...
1: <laughs> I was like, does he not know a podcast we're recording? <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Today we're, we're uh, talking about Batman and Robin. Truly, and, uh, this is...
1: One of the best Batman movies ever?
0: Yes. Um, and we'll get into that, because I'm sure as soon as you hear that, you're like, the fuck are these lunatics talking about? Um, <laughs> so recently... Decided to sit down and watch that. All four, Batman, and I believe Batman Begins and The Dark Knight okay. are on HBO Max. Right. Um. I think we wanted to do a retrospective on like all the Batmans, but we,
1: t- we might still.
0: No, I mean maybe we break down a few, but I don't need to do a retrospective on Batman Returns. Here it sucks. There. Batman done. Returns is awesome. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, but. We're not talking that piece of shit today. We're talking a very... Um, High concept. I don't want to say it's a piece of shit, but it really tries its darndest to be something different. Uh, and yeah. this, this This movie in itself, Batman and Robin, sets forth a course in the Batman mythos and franchise that is never revisited.
1: George Clooney will literally, to this day, say that he was the guy that killed Batman.
0: Yes. He killed a version of Batman.
1: Like, and up until the Nolan movies came out and did really well.
0: Yes. Which was, I think, seven years later.
1: Yeah, I think 2008. or No, 2008 was Dark Knight. Dark
0: Knight, yeah. I think 2005. Five or six was and Begins. And this comes out in 1998. Batman and Robin is 97, 97. 97. Sorry. So, coming off the heels of Batman forever, um, a new... Because you have Batman and Batman Returns, which establishes a new version of Batman, if you will. Right,
1: you get the Tim Burton, you get the...
0: In the 80s, Neil Adams has done Batman. You've gotten a lot. You've gotten the Killing Joke. You've gotten this alternate version of Batman in the comics where he is more of a sleuthing detective. It's no longer like Polka Dot Man and Calendar Man and shit like that. They're starting to more evaluate the mental state of what batman is in at that point so you get into more a dark zone with batman and batman and batman returns uh tim burton is taken off i believe after returns while in the process of writing the third one yes Uh, he's taken off keaton is like i'm out
1: if i remember correctly the reason burton took off was because jim carrey was like dating his ex or his ex left for Jim Carrey.
0: Oh, it was some yeah, it was some and, petty shit. And
1: he was like, "I'm not doing it if Jim Carrey's the Riddler." And they were like, "Guys, <laughs> hey, sorry, buddy. We've got Ace Ventura and yeah. Dumb and Dumber in our movie. We're keeping. We Ace have Ventura. the
0: biggest box office pull right now by like a wide margin. <laughs> yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah, uh, Forever is not like so that bleeds it. So Tim Burton leaving and everything kind of puts a kibosh on that style of Batman." And at the point you are with Batman's history is you're at nightfall in the comic books, mm-hmm. and it's 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 not it's dark. It is a dark storyline with Azrael, and Batman has his br- back broken by Bane. But at the time, Batman co- comics aren't dark in color. They're very vibrant, of bright, course. ridiculous. Like the Azrael costume is that one that's like the robot with the gray and yellow and light blue. Um, you know, there's bright red everywhere. It's just so much color. Oh, always. And so that forever takes its cues in a way from that, as well as employing Joel Schumacher, the director, who is the biggest, brightest, shining star in Hollywood At outside moment, yeah. of Boz Lerman in terms of grand spectacles. <laughs> Uh, just between those, like when I'm thinking I want something big and brash, well, Schumacher's dead now. Um, those were the two that really like.
1: Or Baz Luhrmann and yeah, yeah.
0: Like if you want it big and flashy, that was it. Because Michael Bay is men and are not men in black, uh, bad boys at yeah. the time. So he's not really in full swing of being Michael Bay yet.
1: So unfortunately, Batman
0: Forever has huge success and. And obviously, hard. Batman's cranking out sequels. How do you feel about Kilmer as Batman? We're getting this. Oh, I love Val Kilmer as Batman. I actually I like Val Kilmer more than George Clooney. I do, too.
1: That's, um, I'm glad you said that.
0: So, George Clooney, uh, Val Kilmer's employed as Batman. I believe he wasn't even asked to come back. I don't know. I don't think he was. Or maybe he was. was. Um, I think he declines it to do The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I hope he does that at the same time. I forget. He's like, like, I
1: read this script called the ghost and the darkness. So they get,
0: (laughs) so they get George Clooney um, for Batman and Robin. Uh, They're like, we need a sequel. We need a bigger, brighter, more villains, more stories, more bat family because you end Batman three or bat. Yeah. Batman three, Batman forever Mm -hmm. with Robin. And in the beginning of Batman and Robin, you get, girl. So you're just building that bat family, that bat right. canon. And you get Mr. Freeze in this one, Poison Ivy, super villain team up. Uh, you, get, you get Bane. And Bane, yeah, to a lesser degree, Bane. Um,
1: They're like, let's just make Bane the stupidest.
0: Yeah, so bumbling in, sidekick. In, the, in the comics at the time, which the only material they had to work off of for Bane um he is a pretty well educated former luchador who is like genetically altered and becomes literally the the only person to ever defeat batman in like hand to hand combat at that point breaks his back cripples him um in this he is a uh, roided out fool
1: he's like a nerd that gets uh experiments yeah he's on. yeah
0: he's some nothing like i tiny think you're at a mental pl- fl- so- he, he, so- yeah he's a cut there is a doctor who's performing experiments on people from uh from the um markham from markham uh doing it in a lab that is uh he's uh sharing with uh pamela eisley that yeah po- also known as poison ivy soon to be uh, and she thinks he's doing, you know, certain experiments, things like that, but not experimenting on people doing evil shit. Right. And he's like, no, I'm a supervillain and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to use this lab. So he kills her and she, her body, is with plant emulsified blood. by plants and plant poisons and stuff. And he's just like, Oh, I'll think nothing of that. And, uh, that won't come back to bite me. You're right. And it does, literally does. Uh, she f- reforms from the plants, becoming Poison Ivy. And uh, she gets Bane as her backup. But
1: she, I got to say, I'm not the biggest Uma Thurman fan. Uma Thurman of, playing Poison Ivy. Outside of the Kill Bill movies, really. But uh, she brings it in Batman and Robin.
0: Yeah, and that was what I quoted with opening it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening up this podcast was there's a certain scene where uh, she's telling Batman that she killed... Uh, Mrs.
1: Mrs. Freeze, Freeze which uh, we've buried the lead on this movie. We've and, gone uh, no, no.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. We've gone too long. Uh, and so she says to Batman, explaining how she killed Mrs. Freeze. Um, like I told Mrs. Freeze before, I pulled her plug. This is a one-woman show. I She's doing this voice throughout the whole movie. I'll never it's forget fantastic. that's
1: like the playback that he has recorded on his bat video recording. This is a one woman show. He's like bat yak back. Yeah. And she like does that spin with the knife over her head. Yeah. I'll never
0: forget that. Yes. It's incredible because he's always has surveillance going on everywhere that he's, especially in Mr. Freeze's, uh, lab warehouse lab he's like i know where they're all hiding good thing i have cctv's yeah, huh. yeah that's because that's where she he gets that recording not from. only
1: that but it's like 1997 and he's got crystal clear audio and video
0: yes yes he's batman though yes. also it's not 1997 this was something i was discussing with my fiance what fucking year is it in any of these movies it's evergreen it <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's this year
0: it is this year it's it's whatever year you, you the want to architecture be. of gotham what I would give for just unnecessary, useless buildings that are just giant statues of men holding buildings. Right. Um, that are like tunnels and bridges that lead to seemingly nowhere. It's like a city built on top of a city. Uh, there's like It's like here's a skyscraper on top of a skyscraper.
1: There is, yeah, there is a lot. By the time they get to Mr. Freeze's plan... To freeze the city? Yes. Uh, well, you know like, that
0: he's after the diamonds and the jewels for his for something. Right. And then you, you think it's to find the cure. But it's really to hold the city hostage to find the cure for his wife.
1: So can we talk about now So the greatest part of this movie?
0: So the greatest portion of this movie, um, outside of Chris O'Donnell.
1: I was just going to say, Chris <laughs> O'Donnell... <laughs>
0: Is, of course, and if you're not familiar with this film, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Mr. Freeze. It, t- in to say iconic. Possibly the most left field, out of character casting, and for the time, too.
1: Not only that, but they gave him so much money, and they put so much oh, yeah. into marketing that Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. Yes. That he's the top name. Yes. And he's the first top head on the poster. Yes. Like he outbills Batman.
0: Yeah. It's Schwarzenegger, Clooney, O'Donnell. Thurman. Thurman. Bane. Yeah. It just just says Bane. Just Bane.
1: Um, Oh, no. Alicia Silverstone. Because she plays Batgirl. I don't think
0: she's on the poster.
1: I think she's on the poster. I don't think so. Maybe now.
0: Because the poster back in the day used to be the... The four uh, heads, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's look that up. Also, I found something I was looking up when you said Val Kilmer was even asked. And I normally would like to keep the trivia to the end so as not to derail us. But this is an incredible what if. So after Val Kilmer refused to return for this film. Okay. They considered an actor for the role of Bruce Wayne in Batman, who was also then considered for the role in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins.
0: Oh, wow. Really?
1: Yeah, the same actor was considered for both m- movies. And you're never going to guess who it is.
0: It's not Bale. No. Who?
1: David Duchovny.
0: Oh, wow. So, Could ba- you Batman, imagine David
1: Duchovny? It would have been Batman, David Duchovny.
0: Wow. And, yes, it does have Alicia Silverstone. Like okay, the cool. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. Uh, David Duchovny as Batman would have been very interesting.
1: David Duchovny as Batman in like Nolan's Batman s- movies. Yeah, that Batman I, Begins does not hit if it's David Duchovny. No, no. Dark Knight's just not the same.
0: No. But, yeah, Arnold's at the top of the poster. Then left is Clooney.
1: Right is O'Donnell. Bottom two are Thurman and Silverstone left and right. And Arnold in this movie, like, this could be a typical, like, hey, he's going to phone it in and get his paycheck and be the stereotypical superhero. But you really get a sense that the man is just, there's so much joy. He looks like he's having the most fun ever just saying these insane ice puns. So, yeah, that <laughs>
0: everything is ice puns, um, you know, cool down, freeze, freeze what killed the dinosaurs the ice age
1: uh cool party he says at one point
0: (laughs) yeah cool party um there's one portion where he freezes uh um robin Mm -hmm. and he gives this monologue that's like this is why you can't this is why you'll never succeed you don't have an icy heart like me do you save the bird? You only have eleven minutes to thaw the bird, Batman. Do you, do you, do you
1: save the world? Do you, do
0: you come <laughs> after me, or do you thaw the um, thaw the bird? Mm-hmm. You know, thaw Robin. Blah blah blah. And he says something as he's like escaping that is hilarious. That I don't. I f- meant to remember. Totally slips my mind. But there's just so many quotable things from him that it's like. It's, quote, overload.
1: Every time he pops on screen. Everything, The yeah. first time you see him outside, because I think he, the movie starts with the huge, like, sequence where they steal one of the diamonds.
0: Yeah, so the movie opens
1: up with Batman and Robin. Running? Uh, They start, it, is that the one where it starts with them running into the shadow, or is that how it ends? That's how it ends.
0: Okay. Both forever, and that ends that way. Uh, It opens up with them going, like, Commissioner Gordon calls him up. And is like, hey, some ice asshole, some asshole calling himself Mr. Freeze is at the museum and is trying to steal the the diamond. Right. And they're like, oh, we got to go. And uh, Robin has his motorcycle that Batman seemingly didn't know about, but was R&D'd by Wayne Enterprises somehow. I don't know. Right. Uh, and Batman's like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's like, it's my new ride. And so they go out and then it cuts to Mr. Freeze at the what killed the dinosaurs. The ice age. age, Freezes everything up, is trying to get this diamond. Batman and Robin show up. They have ice skates.
1: In the boots, right? In in the boots. They get knocked down. They 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 get knocked down.
0: They click their boots. Ice skates pop out. Classic scene. So uh, you know, they fight with him, they go on a chase, and uh so they're they're on this chase. One thing I was noticing, they're on this chase. And there's a scene where they're going to hit this jump. Mm-hmm. To like, you know, Batman is chasing Mr. Freeze. Robin's on his motorcycle. They're riding in tandem. Uh, Robin on the motorcycle and Batman in the Batmobile behind Mr. Freeze. So Mr. Freeze is about to hit this jump to jump from the finger. These are the statues that I was talking about. Like they're driving on these building statues right. things. And they're about to jump off the tip of the finger of one of these statues onto the top of a building. And Batman's like, you're not going to make the jump on a motorcycle, mind you. Like, this is a faster, lighter vehicle that would make the jump. If the Batmobile is going to make the fucking jump, the Robin motorcycle is going to make the jump. Right. But Batman is like, you're not going to make the jump. So fuck you. And shuts down the motorcycle engine of the car he, guessed guess, seemingly didn't know he had made, but also has access to... Hey, there's always a kill shutting switch. Shutting down man. the... Yeah, there's always a kill switch. He's Batman. It's not like he shoots off an EMP. He literally has direct access to this motorcycle's engine. He shuts it down while they're like hitting the arc of this jump. And Robin goes sliding. Like He has to put the motorcycle down and go sliding. And just hits the r- edge of the finger. like About to plummet thousands of feet down to his death. And that's caused by Batman. Like the safer thing would have been to have just let him jump with you in the bat like batmobile and robin motorcycle jump in tandem but instead he literally almost kills his partner like with with just total negligence for some like cock measurement reason that he's like i'm the batmobile jumps the fucking robin vehicle doesn't you hear me
1: bitch the robin vehicle (laughs) i did not know about
0: yeah that somehow i have access to the engine to shut down you fucking get that the big phallic imagery that is this batmobile right now gets to fucking jump and that motorcycle that stays down motherfucker
1: you mentioned the ice skates too and that got me thinking so this movie uses a ton of bat gadgets Yes, and it's got two of the worst that bat I, lips, I can remember: the, the bat
0: lip covers, the
1: bat lip covers,
0: and the bat credit card, and the bat credit, card. the bat card. credit card.
1: Which one would you rather have?
0: So, since I'm not too worried about anyone trying to poison or kill me with a kiss, unless my fiance gets real sinister in the next couple of years or something, and like is cooking up some type of lip based lip balm based paralytic, Paramone, paralytic mm-hmm. concoction of something that is going to kill me or paralyze me i don't have to worry about that
1: no probably not but yeah. a credit
0: card that has whatever limit batman has on that i will take that but a like, million times over the
1: way he
0: i'll buy the lip cover things with, with the, bat the bat credit card
1: the way that scene is shot is so ridiculous where they're uh, uh, on an auction for Poison Ivy they're at an auction for Poison Ivy or she crashes the auction
0: and Robin has the audacity to ask Batman the person who provides Robin with money where are you gonna get the money yeah and, and he's they, like, "I've got the Batman credit card."
1: And Batman's like, "Where are you going to get the money?" And Robin's, like, "I'll borrow it from you." <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's like, "Wait, what's going on here?" But
1: like, it's because Poison Ivy has like this pheromone thing.
0: She shows up to like the the bachelor auction.
1: Yeah, she shows up to the auction where it's like, "Hey, bid on these ladies." Yeah, and someone, some like rando in the crowd is like, "I'll bid a thousand dollars for a night with." plant lady yeah
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and she after she re- releases the pheromone
1: so then batman and robin literally fight over her and yes. it lets her escape
0: they are guests of this auction they're which, not there to stop a robbery incredible or anything too. of that nature like
1: i don't think about
0: they're like gala guests like you know how a gala or an event has a specific guest or person there right batman and robin are those people i yeah i would so that means that batman and robin have a feat they have an appearance fee.
1: What else would you? What Do you else think you that goes see to charity,
0: that? or is they just like, oh no, no, this goes straight to Batman R and D?
1: Nah, he's probably like, yeah, it goes to charity, and they're gonna be like, oh, that's weird. The, did Wayne yeah. <laughs> the Wayne Foundation. <laughs> the Wayne How did the Wayne Foundation get like a hundred thousand dollars?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Batman always donates to the Wayne Foundation. It
1: was really weird.
0: <laughs> um, but like, what would you? What would you want to book them at? You can book them at anything but if they're like, bookable. Anything. I, I have wedding, a meeting. Quincey Look, era. we're having a we're having a team building meeting. Let's invite Batman and Robin. <laughs> Bring some of the gadgets down. We're gonna fucking grapple hook from some trees in a park somewhere, guys.
1: Could you imagine too? Like you're like, God, this work Christmas party is gonna suck.
0: Oh, oh no, it's not. You get
1: there, Batman and Robin come crashing through the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Here, they I have th- like
0: recreate like reformed villains that help them with their. Villain fight recreations. Killer Croc out on good time. I'm not going anywhere near. He's just like, oh, I'll do it. I'm done with this. Shit. I can't. I can't keep in and out of, of of prison, man. It's hard. It's hard being a crocodile
1: man. No, they just have Bane, <laughs> Bane without the serum. They just can't. So he's super scrawny in the mask. The mask <laughs> is like holding his head down.
0: The lesser violent. like They're not bringing Zaz.
1: No, they <laughs> Probably a bit of a buzzkill. It's just
0: Calendar Man. They're just bringing Calendar Man.
1: Uh, but so this movie does not have a good rep- Killer
0: Kite. I think there's a dude named Killer Kite. Does
1: not have a good reputation.
0: No, no. So this is a much lambasted, kind of hated. It k- literally killed the Batman franchise. Like as I said, Batman was Begins comes out in two thousand five. Yeah. And this was nineteen ninety seven that this came out. So like eight years
1: yeah when and when nolan started making his movie everyone was like oh great yeah because nolan wasn't christopher nolan at that point no he had only done well he
0: had done memento and insomnia uh, insomnia and something else i don't think so i don't i
1: think he'd only done those two so far had he only done those because I, <coughs> I think prestige is after
0: so but speak okay so before we get into the nolan factor speaking of prestige and this is going back because we're still kind of on the mr freeze part aspect mm. Um, it's the most ridiculous character in the film. Like, it's so over the top. He's nothing but quotes, nothing but ice quotes and frozen freeze and all that shit. It's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, so he has that. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing an imitation of his own voice throughout the entire movie. I want to know how processed it is. What? His voice? Yeah. Oh yeah, there is some processing on it, like because he's supposed to sound like he's in this metallic. It's suit. when he's in the metallic suit that you get that, but when he's in the robe during the like, everybody sing that sing, yes. um, the polar that, bear slippers. Yeah, that he doesn't have the the like auto tune thing or whatever they're doing. I will say too, the revelation voice.
1: that Mister Freeze just spends his downtime watching Frosty the <laughs> Snowman. <laughs> He's like, I can only do ice stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, everything is ice. Really, they have frozen meals, but no microwave. Like that. (laughs) There's one who's like, boss. Um, I can't eat my meal because it's frozen. Is there anything?
1: Doesn't he freeze the bot? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. He gets mad. Yeah, he's like, don't talk. Few times where he gets mad and just freezes his lackeys. So at the end of this movie, not to just kind of jump to the end, but at the end they foiled Freeze's plan to like fully freeze the city. Like he freezes some of the city, but it does cut into. And it's always Mister Freeze's uh, storyline is that it's this scientist whose wife gets a uh, incurable disease, Mm -hmm. so he basically puts her on ice, uh, trying to find this the cure. And while trying to find this cure. He turns himself into this monster known as Mr. Freeze, who is essentially robbing and stealing to find the actual cure and to fund his 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 attempt Mm -hmm. at finding this cure. This is just a scientist who's trying to find funding to save his wife, who's suffering from an inoperable disease.
1: Then he has an accident, right? Like messing with the cryogenics? Yes.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. That's what happens. I explained that. Um, <laughs> Sorry I was reading something Literally already brought that part up Blew my mind um, Sorry So uh, At the end of the movie He goes into a very touching explanation And it's literally the only part that Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing Honest to God acting in this movie Where he's like He's like kind of in the sun He's melting in a way And he's like Oh I did this all for my wife I just wanted my wife You know I realized the error of my ways And he does a really good job Of portraying this Now, the thing that's really a kind of a fucking bummer about this movie is one of the greatest Batman, the animated story, uh, the animated series storylines that I believe wins them their first Emmy is Heart of Ice, Mm -hmm. which is this storyline, which is the Mr. Freeze. Because before in the 60s, 70s, Mr. Freeze was literally just an ice based villain. Yeah. He's just just fucking garbage. And then Heart of Ice comes out. It sets up this whole new storyline whole new everything it adds depth to it because I think he always had the wife and that's what everything went wrong but it added depth to it and something we'd never seen not only in cartoons but just in Batman stories right and this movie comes along and has the opportunity to like dabble in that and it does at the end and it's this portion of this movie where you're like oh my god this could have been a good movie like if you just focus on mr. freeze you just focus on the storyline you do the same thing that heart of ice does So it's a Emmy-winning episode. It's like one of the greatest written pieces of cartoon and like TV media ever. Really, Mm -hmm. if you had just focused more on that, and maybe, maybe not casted Arnold Schwarzenegger and not had Joel Schumacher, like you could have done what Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and all those that really put Batman on this very serious and and respected.
1: Yeah, like a legitimizing,
0: legitimizing it, everything of that nature. Like you could have done that in '97 with this film, and and it, it was, could have been very easy. But and you have it there; it's there. Oh you yeah, you get to see it at the end of the movie.
1: So, so who would you have wanted and, and as Mister Freeze then? That
0: see, that's the thing is, back then I don't know.
1: So I can tell you who was considered,
0: like Dennis Quaid. Oh. <laughs> Um.
1: So just three of Joel Schumacher's choices before Arnold Schwarzenegger was cast. Okay, who? Ed Harris. Oh, fuck. That... See? Yeah. Patrick Stewart. Okay. And Sir Anthony Hopkins.
0: Yeah, see, all three of those lend more to what I'm talking about and not what he made.
1: I think they lend more, but at the end of the day, they're all being directed by Joel Schumacher. Yes. Who would literally start every take with, remember, yeah. this is a cartoon.
0: Yes, yes. And that's so moving on more to away from that point, I guess, because I mean, that's incredible. Those are three incredible picks. But moving on to the Joel Schumacher factor. um, When he was making this, he was trying to make Batman 66. Mm -hmm. And this movie really succeeds at being that. All it is missing is the sound effect, the onomatopoeias (laughs) projected onto the screen whenever there's a punch or anything of that nature
1: which does kind of happen in batman forever which is the first schumacher movie yes you have that that scene where they're storming two-faced in the riddler's lair and robin's like holy metal fortress batman Batman, yes yeah and like you start to get a little bit of those like cheesiest sides and stuff
0: oh oh, and this one is filled with the cheesiest sides as well as like weird sound effects like the slipping the sound effect when Mm -hmm. someone slips
1: I think they make the the credit card the cha-ching, when he pulls the back card. Yes, out.
0: he absolutely does.
1: I just found another potential Mr. So Freeze. Uh, who was that? I it's not as this is worse. This is way worse than Arnold. Than than all of the people that I was
0: Is it? Eddie Murphy, Hulk Hogan. Oh my God! What was the idea here? Muscles. So, yeah, but Ed Harris, Patrick Stewart anthony
1: hopkins like what were what were the two ideas floating here those are probably the three that they have on the line before schumacher's like i'll come back
0: (laughs) that the studio is like hey there's a cartoon out that won a bunch of awards and everyone respects and it kind of changed the way people think about batman and these villains so we kind of want you to follow that and he's like Okay, who are some actors you guys are suggesting for that and to follow that storyline? Well, here are these very three serious older actors that we have for you. Okay, I'll think about it. How uh, about Hulk Hogan? Okay, Joel. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I got to go to the drawing board. I got to figure out some things. I'm still writing up some stuff, still drawing up some stuff. So I'll be right back. Okay, Joel. Uh, so three weeks pass by. Hey, Joel. So, you know, we, we've been talking to Anthony. We've been talking to everyone. They're really, really excited. You know, they're f- it's really interesting to be a part of the Batman franchise. Uh, so who who were you thinking? Who did you come up with? Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Hulk Hogan. What about those guys? I think they really add nuance to the roles that they act in, and and really bring a different portrayal of a character, if you will. Just not what you're not what you're thinking. Not, they're gonna not, subvert. They're gonna really subvert expectations here.
1: Which, to be honest, <laughs> what, one of the biggest problems with this movie is what it does to Bane. <laughs> and how it takes this, like, notorious b- villain in the Batman canon. Yes. So what th- if yes. What if you don't get rid of everything and focus on solely Heart of Ice, but what if, let's say, Ed Harris gets cast as, as Mr. Freeze, and you slide Arnold over to Bane and just give him, like, more speaking lines and let him talk. Like, Arnold is way more suited, especially in 97 – to play something like Bane rather than be like, holy shit, this bodybuilder in this ice suit is going to wreck everybody. <laughs> Cause like Mr. Right? Freeze and all of the other media is a pretty slender dude. Like his, his, uh, his thin face. Like you could, I can picture it so clear Yeah, in the cartoon and the video games and stuff.
0: See now one thing I, um, another way they could have gone about it. And again, they were too, it's. It was the '90s, and for some reason, this happens with the Spider-Man movie. Actually, no, the Spider-Man movies, and that's what makes them such good comic book movies for back in that day. But they never followed the comic book, so all they saw was was Bane, Bane, and that Nightfall storyline, kind of revamped, as well as the death of Superman. Saved DC in the 90s. Like, right. it actually turned the tides, and it. Marvel was not Marvel the way we know it now in the 90s. Like, the DC ruled all, they ruled the landscape, mm-hmm. and it was because of that. Nightfall, Death of Superman, um, X Men obviously were really all Marvel had in the 90s, but nobody gave a shit about the Avengers. No one cared about Thor, Captain America, or Iron Man. Like, that's why those three became the Avengers because no one bought their movie rights. No Everybody, one cared yeah. about them. Like well, that's what, what's that's Sony? why those are the three that uh, Sony
1: was like, we'll just take Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why those were the three that Marvel was able to be like, Oh, we can make a movie with these guys because nobody owns them yet. Um, so DC ruled everything. The nightfall, uh, storyline is actually about basically all the bad guys get out of Arkham at once. Mm-hmm. And Batman's like, I fuck <laughs> like shit, dude. Guys. I got the Joker. I got Scarecrow. I've got, I mean, everybody gets out dead shot. I think gets out and they're all just fucking his shit up. It's like, I think eight straight issues of him just going through a gauntlet of different supervillain, like his different top tier rogues. And then at the end of it is he's he's wiped out. He's fucking done for. He's like, shit, I can't. You know, Gotham is in disarray and stuff. And Bane comes along, literally shows up in the Batcave and is like, what's up, motherfucker, I'm here to wreck your shit. (laughs) And Batman's like, oh, and does his best. And then he ends up fucking kicking his ass out into public and shit, throwing him off a building jumping off the building, picking him up, breaking his back and being like is this your fucking hero? Is this your bad Yeah. Or no, I th- I sorry, I think I have that backwards. He starts in the this fight starts in the streets, goes to the back cave and I believe he breaks his back in the back cave. Mm-hmm. It's either backwards, forwards or backwards. I think he either shows up in the I don't know, I think he shows or, up in the back cave because yeah. he figures out it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, so and it, it's a whole shitstorm. So you literally could have maybe done that storyline where Poison Ivy gets out, he fights her, then he's got to deal with this uh, this uh uh Mr. Freeze character that's going through some shit that he's trying to like hot, you know, ransom Gotham City, so he's got to fight through that. He's got
1: the heat, right? And yeah. then in
0: the end you've got to deal with, you know, fucking Bane and he breaks Batman's back and then you leave this movie on a cliffhanger and you secure another movie. Because people are like, in the 90s, if you ended a Batman movie with Batman's spine being broken, and you're like, wait, what's going to happen to Batman next? Right. That would have pulled numbers for sure.
1: How are Robin and Batgirl going to solve this?
0: Exactly. Like, Well, they yeah. do
1: that whole subplot, too, where they Batgirl is Alfred's niece. Yes. Instead, instead of, of Commissioner being Gordon's Commissioner Gordon's daughter? Gordon's daughter.
0: Because these series of movies, from Batman in 89 to this movie... Do no service to the relationship between Gordon and Batman. No, nothing. It is the same actor playing Gordon through all four movies. But god forbid they create some sort of relationship between those two, an established relationship that's been there since 1950 something or yeah, so. Yeah,
1: which is something that the, the <laughs> Nolan movies did really well.
0: Yes, yeah. Um and even Batman the animated series. Oh, the, an- the yeah, the animated series was great with incredible that. Incredible version of Batman ever made.
1: It, until the Batman comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's true. Um, uh. That I do like him as Commissioner Gordon. I do also really like Michael Gough as Alfred.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Until Michael Caine, it was very hard to see another Alfred. Like I was, there yeah. Picture anyone else as Alfred. I think that.
0: So the other thing with that too, um, what I was noticing is like no one gave a shit about Gordon. So that's why they make this character the niece of of uh, of, of of Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Is because that's a character that people cared about. So you're introducing this Bagelow Girl character. You have to get people interested in her and make them care. So you apply it to this character that people actually gave a shit about. Right. Like, he was the lovable... Scamp of all these Batman movies, the dude who played Alfred. <laughs>
1: he, Yeah, he gets all the one-liners. He gets all the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give him the incurable disease that Mr. Freeze's wife has. Yeah, I forget what McGregor it's called. McGregor syndrome.
0: McGregor syndrome, yep, yep.
1: Which apparently was named after uh, like a production person, like oh, a person in production. Okay, that probably so passed con- away. And I don't know. It I hope not. Right? <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it's so ridiculous. They just continually... They're like, you know, we we know you love these characters. We're just going to let them do what we want them to do. We're not going to pay any attention to anything else. Yeah. We're just going to drop these characters into our movie.
0: This is this is Batman in the 60s. This is Batman with Adam West. But it is also a kid that opened their play set, grabbed a, a Batman, a Robin, a Mr. Freeze, a Poison Ivy, a Bane, and a Batgirl, <laughs> and just started... Slamming them together and doing shit with right. them, and that it was like that's a movie. So this movie <laughs> has a lot of
1: trivia. Let's run through it. 167. All oh, 167. No, we're not gonna do that. Some of them are weak. Let's do it. So to start with, this is kind of heavy, but to start, most of the scenes with Batgirl were cut because Alicia Silverstone had gained a few pounds during production, and wardrobe had to refit her costume. When the press discovered the news, they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being too fat to fit into the costume. Director Joel Schumacher then publicly defended Silverstone during interviews and press meetings and said, What is this girl's big sin that she ate like slices of pizza? When the taunting continued, he lashed out at the reporters that taunted her. He said in a magazine interview, It was horrible. I thought it was very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds like all of us do. I would confront female journalists and I'd say with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying this girl? Jesus, I did not know that. That sucks so much. Like, But and like to cut the scenes out? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That seems. But why did he cut them out? It just says they cut out the scenes because she had gained a few pounds and the wardrobe team had to refit. Oh, OK. So they probably maybe just reshot the scenes. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Schumacher blamed the studio pressure to make the film more toyetic, which is, i.e., a showcase of marketable toys. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I want the Robin motorcycle. I want the Batwing. I want the... (laughs) I want the... the, All three of them drive... The
0: ending of this all has All three of
1: them drive separate separate vehicles. Separate
0: ice-based vehicles. To get to... Yeah. To get to the observatory for which Mr. Freeze is using the telescope to project ice beams all throughout Gotham. Which I think was also a toy... Oh yeah, yeah. I had all of these. I did I too. Had all of I had these. a lot of them. Yeah.
1: Oh I dude, I was after filming, Arnold Schwarzenegger had to have heart surgery. So studios were anxious about insuring him in an action movie and he didn't work again after this until nineteen ninety nine when he made end of, of days. days. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. If you find That's crazy. George or I don't know about now, but if you found George Clooney after this movie came out and said I saw Batman and Robin, he would personally refund you. <laughs> he would take the money out of his wallet and hand it to people.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I would like see, you know, that this is the part where I really wish we had some pull with people in the movie industry because this is actually something that I would like to sit down with these people and talk to about the experience of filming this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, was it hellacious? Was it just shitty? Or was this like an actual fun shoot to be on? It sounds like it was pretty shitty for Alicia Silverstone. Like that's fucking brutal as yeah. well. In the night, it also goes to show in the nineties and the difference between like entertainment media now and then entertainment media now, unless it's TMZ really ball washes these people like, yeah, it's, you don't, it's not look at fatty McFat fat over here. Doesn't fit in her little clothes cause she's maybe the
1: inquirer. Yeah, but that's not, like yeah. Trash tabloid. Yeah. Like,
0: that stuff was probably on like ET and extra everywhere. And things of that nature back then. I'm like, sure. It wasn't just... Production
1: shut down because Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone can't fit in the, the costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a chunk McMuffin. All right, well, moving on to the next story. Our photographers caught her <laughs> trying to grab breakfast at a coffee shop. Oh, what a chunk. Alicia, did you get two scones or three? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> hey, fatty bagu. Uh George Clooney called this film a waste of money, but also called it the biggest break he ever had, saying that it got him into Hollywood and resulted in him getting more successful roles.
0: I think ER was the biggest break he ever had, but I'll take his word for it, it is his career.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> Joel Schumacher had several meetings with Warner Bros trying to convince him to let trying to convince them to let him make another Batman movie after this.
0: That I knew.
1: He wanted to take the film back to darker roots and make a year one movie. Yes. Schumacher wanted to cast Kurt Russell as young Commissioner Gordon and Selena Kyle as a young, beautiful African American woman living in the ghetto. Warner Bros. decided not to rehire Shoemaker, and the next Batman film was in development hell until 2005. Yep, yep. Uh, Do you want to guess how many ice puns Mr. Freeze drops in this movie? 60. 27. Oh, damn it. It doesn't list them all, though. I wish it listed them all. He Granted, he only has like
0: 35 lines, so 27 makes a lot more sense than 60. He's got
1: 27 ice puns and like eight (laughs) lines of exposition. Yeah.
0: What else we got for that? Beautiful trivia.
1: Val Kilmer was asked if he wanted to play Batman again, but by his own admission, and due to his commitment to the film The Saint, was not interested.
0: Oh, The Saint. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Not at all.
1: David Duchovny again. I can't believe that.
0: David Duchovny, man. That would have been incredible.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger was paid $25 million for playing Mr. Freeze. Wow. That Which had was have, at a time the record.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that had to have been more than anybody that was working on the film. Yeah. like Oh, sure. For sure. I think that's almost a
1: third of the budget, too. Chris O'Donnell revealed that despite hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot Offset and during promotions, they never worked a single day together. Wow. This was achieved with stand-ins when one of the actors wasn't available.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting.
1: Right? And that oh, that's disappointing. Okay, so Arnold Schwarzenegger declined to reply reprise the role of Conan for Conan the Conqueror to star as Mr. Freeze in this film. So, they turned Conan the Conqueror into Cole the Conqueror. If you remember that at all.
0: That's a bad movie.
1: Oh yeah, it's yes. a terrible.
0: Cole is a very bad
1: movie. So, yeah, Memento and Insomnia is what Nolan did before Batman Begins. Just going back to that. Although considered a flop, Batman and Robin was Warner Bros.' highest-grossing film domestically and worldwide for 1997.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a financial bomb. Like it was a flop. It was because like Wild was Wild West, panned.
1: where like you make tons of money, but everyone's like, "Why the hell did I watch this?"
0: Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like they. It was one of those things where you drop off by like 50 percent the next the next weekend, weekend type yeah. thing. Um, worldwide I for sure
1: success. Saw this in theaters.
0: Me too. Day one.
1: And I for sure was like, this is the greatest Batman movie I've Absolutely. ever seen. Absolutely.
0: I was like, how do you get all this on the screen? How do you get How did you get all... my
1: brain to this screen?
0: Yeah, like how how did you accomplish all this, Joel Schumacher? You masterful son of a bitch.
1: Oh yeah, if you asked nine or seven year old me, I would have been like Joel Schumacher's the greatest director alive. If
0: you asked thirty-two year old me
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh got a couple poison ivy um what ifs here. Oh, what was yeah. Julia Roberts, Sharon Stone, oh and Demi my. Moore were all rumored to be in the running for the part of Poison Ivy.
0: I can imagine two of those, the rumors were like, that; those actresses had to have been like, fuck no. Yeah. Sharon Stone's probably the only one who's like,
1: maybe. Oh, wait, Arnold's in it? Never mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they uh, fucking hated each other. Some sources suggest that Feruza Balk was also considered, which she denies. Oh, but she would have been good.
0: That would have been interesting. She's
1: interesting. I like her.
0: She's coming off the craft at
1: that point. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the water boy. Or no, I think the water boy, water boy is like two years
1: later. Yeah. yeah. So 98 so, or 99. Last one I have here is that. Uh, oh, actually, I have two. Never mind. Two I was going to just read one, but then this one was really interesting. So, first one. This movie was such a bomb and ruined so many careers that there's actually a Batman's curse that's associated with it. Really? Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone, and Joel Schumacher all went into career slumps after this yes. movie. Yeah, uh, Schwarzenegger and Clooney were the only ones who were able to like keep going with a steady career. And Uma Thurman. A, a large part of that was because Clooney was starring on ER. Yeah.
0: And Schwarzenegger was Schwarzenegger. And Uma Thurman was Uma Thurman.
1: So this like
0: Uma Thurman survives this. She just survives my super ex-girlfriend. She survives a bunch of bad movies.
1: hmm. <laughs> and then last one here. Ed Harris, Patrick Stewart and Anthony Hopkins were all considered for the role of Mr. Freeze until Joel Schumacher decided that Mr. Freeze should be big and strong like he was chiseled out of a glacier.
0: Ooh! so they were
1: like. Get Hulk Hogan on the phone. Yeah, he's busy. Get Arnold on the. I phone. feel
0: like that was Joel wanting to stare at some muscles. Maybe he was like, I don't want to stare at some old goofball all day. Or do I don't want Anthony Hopkins I, give, in this give metal me some, suit? Give me some muscle. Give me could a you big picture, muscle man.
1: Could you picture Anthony Hopkins in this Batman and Robin suit? Oh Jesus! This Mister Freeze suit. Oh my God! Because I mean, dropping diamonds into it, and oh God damn it, that. Because it's a great casting until you picture Freeze, the, the actual glaries. audience. Yeah. You, <laughs> so you actually picture it. You're like, how? what the hell? Yeah.
0: Ed Harris. Ed Harris is the one that if they could make hard Ice with Ed Harris as Mr. Freeze, that'd be awesome.
1: Robert Pattinson. Is so, bad but man. I,
0: I, yeah,
1: I have a quote I, here too for you.
0: Well, so what, what I was going to say, just in regards to that, like, so you know how there's definitely sexism in movies? Yes. Like male directors picking female actresses and things like that solely in. Based on what they want to look at and sexual ogling and the male th- gaze and things of that nature. I thought we
1: called it Michael Bang. Michael Bang. Yeah.
0: Uh, I so, I it had to have been why Joel Schumacher was like, I want Arnold. We need Arnold. Yeah. Because he, he's just like, I just want to stare at those muscles. Which Cause is there's no Like it's not like a a gay director wouldn't do that.
1: Which is odd to th- in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is odd to think that like they were like, yeah, let's make Bane scrawny until he gets shot up, and then yeah. he's just big dumb. Like, well, that's he is. He's
0: not, um, in the comics, he was, like, not, he's muscular, but he gets, ro- like, he gets yoked. He gets right. super juiced out. Um, but in this, they make him super strong. It's, like, a more just, like, drastic difference in the character as opposed to, like, it's more Venom makes him super strong as well as, like, his super smart, right? super reflexive. I do like, like that, that the
1: way they defeat him is Batgirl and Robin kick the plugs out (laughs) Just kick the plugs out of his
0: head And the stream of the Venom So he just fucking shrivels up up. I'll
1: never forget that either Like Lang Yeah
0: because comic book Bane is still a functional Like Criminal force And and criminal yeah without the Venom Like there's really good storylines Later on down the road about him like kicking Venom And stuff and like getting back on it And things like that of that nature Just trying to like reform himself
1: the Venom's like the Michael Secret stuff.
0: Yeah. Gail Simone's run on uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Or not Suicide Squad, um, Secret Six, which is effectively the Suicide Squad, just better written and not with the title you're used to. Um, but check that out. It's like 100 issues or so. Really good stuff.
1: So Joel Schumacher took responsibility for the film's failure, not the casting crew. <laughs> and here's his quote. That's very kind of him. I didn't do a good job. George did. Chris O'Donnell did. Uma Thurman's brilliant in it. And Arnold was Arnold.
0: <laughs> like, is that? I don't. I feel like this movie gets too much hate. It's so fun. Like, I get it that it's bad and it's ridiculous, but it is a perfect encapsulation of this time period of the 90s. It's got day It's got over-the-top bullshit. It's got product placement that you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, Batman American Mm -hmm. Expresses. I think it's actually a MasterCard imitation because it doesn't have an actual branding on it. Um, It tries to be a diverse cast and thing, but it's still just all white people. Like, that's it. (laughs) Like, hey, we got two women, but it's two white women. Uh, So it's really just a great, great, like example of what the 90s were Batman and Robin
1: absolutely Um, I think that that about. do you have any other thoughts Um, it's just
0: it's so ridiculous man it's so over the top it takes everything Batman forever did and tops that and Batman forever is fucking ridiculous I for the longest time hated Batman forever and recently like revisited that and found a new love for it I've always loved this movie from day one. Like, even as a kid, Batman Forever was a little like, uh, this kind of lacks in some parts, and I don't really like Tommy Lee Jones. It's a little
1: slow. But oh, whew. every
0: single part of this film, of Batman and Robin, is operating at the highest level.
1: And I think, like, with now, with how dark and brooding Batman's been... Yes. And, like, when you see the success of the Lego Batman movie... Yeah. This is, like live action Lego, Lego Batman, Batman movie, movie where yeah. you're like, this is just bright and colorful and dumb and I I can't it's, stop watching and that, it.
0: Yeah. And this and forever are really nice refreshers of that. Like, it's just nice to be able to watch Batman, watch a comic book movie and have it not take itself so fucking serious.
1: Not be just confronted with overwhelming consequence. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and it's
0: like, it's, that's, what's cool about Deadpool, uh, even to a point, like Deadpool still has, has to like come around and be something serious in the end or, you know, some kind of like,
1: Right, like you still like oh I have to go save my
0: love moral, because this time it's personal. Moral gray area, make mm. a choice type thing. Uh this is just cut and dry bad guy, good guy. Boom, you know, have at it, buy the toys, love it all. Buy all the toys. Get the McDonald's meal, get the McDonald's cups which I had. I did. Too. And they were fucking dope and I wish I still had them. Um but no, this is this is some this is just top tier entertainment that you just don't get anymore because everything is so fucking dreary and so sad, especially in comic book movies. Like, I think the most fun I've had in a comic movie to date, like, just, just not. I have fun in most of them, uh, but just this like childlike, not caring. You're turning your brain off. You're not having to think about time travel or any stupid shit like that. Just a linear, fun, beat 'em up storyline is. God, I didn't like try to do any tear-jerking stuff or anything. I can't even think. I was gonna say the, the two
1: that come to mind for me are Guardians of the Galaxy One and Ant Man. But
0: Guardians of the Galaxy One cold opens it's with a- the saddest <laughs> shit you have to like. The, I literally dealt with that scenario in my real life of like watching a, your your mother die from cancer. So like that opening scene is always just like, oh fuck, oh, I don't want to watch. This is right. God damn it and uh but the rest of it you're like oh hey fun but it still has that one very 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 emotional thing yeah even two it's like that's all about two's even worse like, like father abandonment and like, <laughs> like what it means to be a family and have a father and, mm-hmm. and father figures and all that um and then what was the other one? Oh, ant oh ant-man ant-man yeah 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 ant-man was hella fun and I always forget that because I only watched it like once or twice. And it was Aquaman it Shazam Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> Shazam has some dark stuff in it. Shazam actually has some really dark stuff. In yeah. It. Uh, but Aquaman, you are correct. That's it right there. If there is a movie comparable to this, it is Aquaman.
1: 100%. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Heiferbrew. Dolph Lundgren.
0: <laughs> plays a king of the seas in Aquaman. Oh, dude, Patrick Wilson. If you're Wilson, telling me...
1: <laughs> Patrick Wilson, you could
0: drop him into... Anything. Man's a goddamn savant of you, acting. I just
1: meant you could drop his character from Aquaman into Batman and Robin. It fit, yeah. With how he's overacting. Absolutely. It's incredible.
0: Yes, absolutely incredible. You could drop Jason Momoa as Aquaman into these movies. It makes sense.
1: That'd be incredible. Because
0: he looks like he's like existing in the 90s.
1: He's like out of time. Like he stepped yeah. out of time to...
0: Even in the Dune previews, I'm like, God damn, he does not fit into the rest of this cast. Nothing. <laughs> like, He's why did they make him not have his beard for this movie? Oh, I know, it, it looks weird. so weird. He doesn't have a strong chin for as like much as you would expect him to have a strong. Was
1: well, the commercial told us his arms and muscles and everything are fake? That so. is true. Yes, yes. So the so chin just is probably attached Arnold Schwarzenegger's to
0: muscles, though not fake. Definitely Very real. Definitely real. Definitely. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's. I think that about wraps it up on Batman and Robin. I think we've gone on. Check it out. Enough. If this is a not beloved it, movie of ours. This it is one of, be a yeah. beloved movie of
1: everyone's. Thank you guys, and uh, we'll be back.